What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this live takes on takes episode of the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Visa. Help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at a local business and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless Visa to support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. Kyle, welcome. Breaking news. Is there? Well, Nick Nick Bosa confirmed ACL tear. We got to get As some we are live. going here, man. Yeah, this sucks. <laughs> and it's like you know, Solomon Thomas probably isn't going to be much better news for San Francisco. We already have a, a 49ers take from M. Webb. Okay, shall we? You want to take it? Yeah. Kind of segue out of the Joey Bosa news or yeah. Nick Bosa news. Take from M. Webb, the 49ers will finish last in the NFC West, and they will be at least three games behind third place in the division. Man, what a disappointing year that would be coming off of an NFC championship, but they're snake bitten, man. You know, I mean, you got to have your players, and it's disappointing because you love the move to go get Trent Williams. You felt like they had the types of receivers needed to run that offense. They have dynamic running backs. Jet McKinnon was back but they're not healthy and the Cardinals look good and Seattle looks good. And the Rams are two and Oh, I will take that. They finished last in the NFC West. I don't know about at least three games. Yeah. Like if we, if we were sitting here and Kittle was out for the year and Garoppolo was out for the year, then like, yeah, I'd get on board. But like Garoppolo, there's a chance he plays this upcoming weekend. Kittle, it's a knee sprain. Sherman's on IR for a more short term duration than he is a long term duration. So I think they can get get the chance to get some reinforcements and not fall too far off the pace. But the Rams are a better football team than Joe. I think both of us anticipated that they would be. Yeah. At this point, based off this very small, yep. uh, one eighth of the season sample size, but Rams look good. So, yeah, I'm I'm buying this as well. I'll tell you what, smart play though by M Webb. I don't. I think he might be a Seahawks fan, so he might not like this. Ah. But the last time the draft dudes doubted the 49ers, what happened? So they did if they, <laughs> if they turn this thing around and they they keep it afloat, you know who to thank. Let me give you this one. This okay. is from the sports nut. Send it on Twitter. He said okay. Trevor Lawrence should return to school for his senior year, a la Andrew Luck, if the Jets have the number one pick and Gase is retained. So this right here. Yeah, sick. In the YouTube comments. <laughs> yeah. Um it's a double-edged sword because from a marketing standpoint and a brand perspective, is there anywhere better to go than New York city? Maybe LA, but like it's going to be since you are the biggest star in college football, going to the big apple. And that will come with ample exposure but at the same time, it also comes with probably unrealistic expectations. And in New York, with the Jets, 
you're talking about kind of no clue what direction they're going as a football team. And they're going to bank on you to help elevate not just the players around you on the offense, but elevate the entire organization. I got another one in the bullpen if you uh... – I mean, I didn't even really give an answer here yet. Yeah, so should he do it? He say, he's saying he should do this. Right. No. I'll, I'll, no. I don't think he should. Man. We've spent so much time recently talking about how much the environment around the quarterbacks matter, right, for their success. Yes. And, I mean, we've we've even so much went as far as to say if you put Sam Darnold in Baltimore or Buffalo and Josh Allen – in those other spots or Baker Mayfield in those spots and could have really different situations. So it. with that in mind and in the jets proving their inability to build around a young quarterback. I don't think Adam Gase's retention has anything to do with it though, because if Adam Gase is retained for 2021, he ain't going to be there in 2022. How do you, how do you earn the number one overall pick and keep your job if you're Adam right? Gase? Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, I for think, the sake of the hypothetical, I get yeah. it makes it more complicated, but right. like, Nah. Sell. Okay. Uh let's ooh, Daniel with a good doggo as his avatar. The NFC East will have the is the worst division in football and will have three top ten selections. Is that even mathematically two. possible? They gotta win somebody in those the divisions gotta win against each other. Yeah, so someone has to go to the playoffs, right? So you have one team that's guaranteed yep. to pick after what is it, twenty two? Eighteen. Oh, there's because there's extra spots now. Okay, so there, there's one team guaranteed not to pick in. So you're saying the other three teams finish in the top ten. Well, I'm in on Washington and the Giants. I, I the, noticed you called them Washington. Good. Yeah, job. you know every other show I get it right. <laughs> Trying to do the right thing, man. Um, I mean, the Eagles going to top 10 draft pick. They're not that bad, are they? I mean, if this offensive line stays this bad, maybe. And their back seven on defense is this bad, which we knew it would be bad. We didn't think it'd be this bad, but it's you bad. see Doug Peterson's comment. He asked, you know, why, oh, you, you, why in Carson Wentz's fifth season? And he, is he regressing? And he so said, that's a good question. Good question. <laughs> Brother, you, that's any other thing besides that response would have been appropriate. Are they the worst division in football? I think the NFC West, as of right now, based off what we've seen to start the season, is the least inspiring division in football. What about the NFC North? Is there a good team in that division besides the Packers? I know Chicago. Chicago's two and zero. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna slander my boss's team. I would never either. <laughs> You just insinuated they were, and we actually had a take from somebody that says the Bears are pretenders. I'm not biting on it though. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high quality service online for the past 20 years. So whether you're looking for engine control modules, new carpet, new tail lamps, motor oil, or anything else in between, for your classic or your daily driver, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy to navigate catalog. And in just a few clicks, you can have everything you need delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, prices are the same at Rock Auto for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why would you go anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all of your auto parts needs 
and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all of the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. How about this one from the bullpen, Kyle? It comes from Jake. Jake says, I would rather have a healthy Devontae Parker on my team than a healthy Devontae Adams. No. No, absolutely not. I'm not taking that at all. Can we acknowledge how good Parker was last year, though? Parker was terrific last year. But it was the first time in five years Parker put it together. And Parker's talents, physical talent, I think you could say from a physical talent perspective, Devontae Parker is probably more physically talented than Devontae Adams. He's not a better route runner. He's not as diverse, and he's not as productive, and he's not as durable. That's way too many things on the the scale here in yeah. Adams's favor for me to take Devontae Parker over it, based off a of one-year production. When this came through, I thought about bringing it up tonight in how I would handle it, and I think that's what I settled on. And I respect the work that Parker did last year. I mean, he was a pain in the ass to play against, but the sample size for Adams just is superior, and that's why you have to pick Adams. His release package and his routes are top two in football. And that that from a technical perspective, that yeah, that separation. You know, I don't even think Devontae's a great separator. He's just a bully at the catch point. He and he's a high point guy. He gave Trey White and Stephon Gilmore all they can handle last year, man. You know? Yeah, he he bullied Stephon Gilmore. But you saw DK Metcalf was real successful having physicality with Stephon Gilmore, too. If you can big boy him a little bit, yeah, it's tough. I mean that that's the that's the all time conflict in question between you know separation versus size and physicality and and if you play to your strengths and if you're in an offense that accentuates what you do well like there's more than one way to do it right so I think they're different players but if you could tell me I could have either one I'm probably taking Fonte Adams comfortably. Um. I think I had one personally for you, but I forgot it and I didn't write it down. So we'll take Vontel's take. No hypothetical today. Just the take from Vontel. Oh, we already did this, Vontel. <laughs> I scrolled down here to the bottom. Andrew Blake. Mitch will have a 2017 Bortles-esque season and lead the Bears on a playoff run, resulting in him getting a long-term extension. Didn't Mitch already have his 2017 Bortle season two years ago? Mm. I think that timing was off as far as like how far Bortles was into his career versus how far Mitch was into his career. I think that's maybe what he's saying because now it's extension time. If you're the Bears, don't you just, well, they already declined his fifth-year option. He's an expiring contract, isn't he? Mm Mm-hmm. So they wow, Whew. you know what I'm doing? You're gonna you're gonna say franchise tag? Him. No, I'm not franchise. I'm offering him two years, thirty million. Take it or leave it. Fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. He's not taking that. Then where does negotiations take us? What's what's the high watermark for Mitch Trubisky? Assuming he has a year of production that's equivalent to what he had in 2018. Just short of like a four thousand yards, 
Bears win 10 games. He's going to tell you, man, he's going to say two out of the last four seasons I passed for like 4,000 yards that took you to the playoffs. He's not tying it for 15. Let's so what's here. he get? What's his what's his high water mark? What's what okay, I gotta figure this out now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Matt Ryan's at 30 million. Tannehill's at 29 and a half. Man, this is tough. Two year does two year 45 get it done? I'm offering him a I'm offering him a two year deal that's gonna allow me in a extended window. It's not as much as what the fully guaranteed fifth year option would have been but it's enough of a bridge where I can get some more answers. What about like the Jacoby Brissett deal? That was two years, 40 million, right? But you're yeah. giving Mitch 40 million fully guaranteed. I think you have to fully guarantee it. If you're going to lowball him. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'd do that. Yeah. Cause you're going to be picking a no man's land, right? Like if you win 10 games this year. Yeah. Yeah, so do that. Draft Desmond Ritter in the second round and uh, see what happens. So we just solved the Bears quarterback. We had somebody say that they should have uh, they should have traded. They should trade for Sam Darnold after the season. Joe's going to write about that this week, by the way, for the DraftNetwork.com. What can Sam Darnold do to put off the Jets investing in a quarterback if the Jets finish with a top pick? Can't wait. I'm going to keep my comments for the article. You got another one? Yeah. Uh, well, I did. Scrolled away to look up those contracts. Um, this isn't really a... Okay, so this is a great statistic that I think we just need to bring up. In Atlanta's last 34 games, they have oh, five no. losses where they scored at least 30 points. My takes on take, this comes from Joe, by the way. My takes on take is that Atlanta will have another loss this season while scoring oh, no. at least 30 points. Probably. Their offense is good. I don't know they're if I trust their, their passing offense is good. Well, yes. Kayla McGarry got dinged up, I think. Yeah, it looks like it's only going to be like a one-week thing, so that's yeah. good for them. Okay. I've enjoyed watching Chris Lindstrom on tape, though, man. He's a good player. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got a take for you. It was irresponsible of you to pump up DK Metcalf as a top 10 player in the 2019 NFL draft. I think I was called irresponsible and a bastard. Yeah. In that same tweet. <laughs> That's the same exchange. Yeah. Um, now nah, it looks, uh, I mean, I don't, this isn't tea, but, uh, I'm never going to try that again because, uh, almost choked. Did there. you try and sip it? Like make the I noise, did, but there's not as much water in here as I thought. And then I started sucking before the oh, no. water was there and it was air and almost had a really <laughs> embarrassing moment. <laughs> DK was awesome yeah, on Sunday night. He is awesome. Uh, he was four for 92. Stefan moved around with him a whole bunch. Uh, he ran that corner route beautiful uh, for, the, for the touchdown. And, uh, I really appreciated the way he sold that route too as a deep crosser. Uh, I think it was Taylor Kyles, who's a Patriots guy uh, that I follow on Twitter. He was talking about how uh, Patriots are coached to aggressively attack the deep cross, the Y cross route. And DK on his stem, he 
approach that exactly like what you would expect that deep crosser to look like. And then he got to about the hash and he banged back outside. So Stefan had already started to work underneath of him to try and undercut the route. And then they banged back for the, the, the corner route. And it was really nicely sold. It was a really nice concept. And uh, turns out DK can run a couple routes after all. Man, I, I just think the detractors for DK were focused on the wrong things. Well, right. Like, oh, it's what we just got done talking about with Devante and the Devantes for styles of play. Don't, if you discriminated against DK Metcalf because he didn't run routes like Antonio Brown, you were ignorant to the ways that he did win and how that could translate and how that could be meaningful for an NFL offense. And I recognize Seattle's a great destination for him to really show the full breadth of his skill set and for him to win vertical and have a great vertical passer and Russell Wilson. But, um, man, I think that's what you do when you scout players is you think about what's their ceiling, what if you put them in their optimal role, what what can they do? And I think we're seeing this. Yeah. Jared really wants us to bite on this. Cam Newton is a top five NFL quarterback right now. It's an irresponsible. We can't say that right now. You can't say that. I won't put it up. Do Do you think he'll win comeback player of the year? Man, you've got some. You got Ben Roethlisberger in the running. You got Cam. You've got, um, I guess JJ Watt's always in the running. It feels like. <laughs> Fourth consecutive year of of eligibility. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and believe me when I say. These are the most delicious protein bars these lips have ever touched. And that was before they completely overhauled their formula for creating protein bars. Up to 20 grams of protein per bar, one-seventh the grams of carbs and sugar over your typical protein bars. Doesn't matter whether you're looking for something to fit the keto diet, a post-workout snack, something delicious throughout the course of the day. Between their 12 original flavors and six brand new flavors that have returned with their new formula, Built Bar has something for everyone. So visit BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you can find out what all the fuss is about and save yourself $10 off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON to save yourself $10 off your next order. By the way, saw some of this Justin Herbert tape mark Schofield put up two throws you watch these two throws that mark Schofield narrated i did not the first one oh my goodness gracious joe there's there's no take here but we're talking rahul has a uh justin herbert take rahul uh one of our euro friends and he stayed up late to interact with us so we might as well you know, acknowledge and, and give the man his due Take from Rahul, if Justin Herbert is named the starter for the rest of the season, the Chargers are a playoff contender. If Tyrod is the starter, they will miss the playoffs. You're shaking your head. And then I'll get into what I saw in that that Herbert throw courtesy of Mark Schofield. I don't think the Chargers I – don't, I don't view them as a playoff contender. Um, At all. At all. No, I, I don't. Um, I like Justin Herbert. I think that – I don't think – man – 
That's a big ask for him to step into this lineup and lead them to the playoffs. And I think his offensive line is deficient. I like his weapons, so I don't have any gripes there. But can he thrive and do enough with three suspect starters on the offensive line as a rookie to carry the team to the playoffs? I think that's a big ask. So I'm out on that. Okay, fair enough. So this throw, I have to tell you about this throw. I believe you test my recall here, and then I'll go back and, and see if I was right, and we'll talk about it on Wednesday's show. I believe it was a one-by-three set with the back set away from the strength, and the Chiefs were in uh, zero blitz look, where the three corners out off the wide receivers were about five yards of cushion, Everybody else was up in the gaps at the line of scrimmage. And they end up dropping eight and rushing three. And they drop into a, a cover two look. And Herbert puts this ball, I shit you not, two inches over the helmet of the middle linebacker that was trying to buzz and get into the middle of the field on a, an in in breaking route to Keenan Allen and it was he Herbert got plastered on the throw and to see him stand in identify we're in zero no we're not we're in too deep middle of the field open I'm going to take my my route that's split in the hashes and to throw it under pressure in the perfect spot on a ball that probably went 25 yards down the field in the air was just really awesome to see that particular throw and appreciate Herbert's got the, the traits, man. And I hope from a mental standpoint, I hope he gets a grasp and a handle on the composure under pressure. And it was a really good look at, I mean, he, they, they dropped eight and he still got walloped off the right side. You know, talking about the Chargers' offensive line, but um, awesome throw. This is a quote from Anthony Lynn today on Herbert. There's things you don't know about that game. He's a backup for a reason. He's a rookie. It's not like we won the damn game. He's a backup oh, for a reason. Anthony. He said that. Yeah. Why do you have to – how do you not say anything other than we're really pleased with the way that he played on short notice to start? We're really encouraged. We're excited for his future. He did some good things. We can't wait to coach him through this. How do you say anything other than that? I don't know. There's a lot we didn't get done with Justin on the field. He's a backup for a reason. It's odd. <sighs> okay, Vontel got us a new take. Vontel's hypothetical take. Cook this one up for us because uh, we had the miscommunication with San Francisco. <laughs> Would you rather play QB on a torn ACL like Phillip Rivers did or play QB in negative 10-degree weather for an air raid offense? I'll choose playing quarterback without a torn ACL. Wouldn't you? Negative 10 degrees is quite cold. I mean, can you even, like, stand with a torn ACL? Phillip Rivers played on a torn ACL. I, I don't, I don't want to. Ryan Tannehill that. almost played the, the playoff game against Pittsburgh in 2016. With a torn ACL. You put the brace on it. 
it's tough. It has to be the post leg. It can't be the back foot because you got to drive off the back foot. So you got to have that back leg healthy. Give me the negative. You, you, you're not interested in tearing your ACL. No, man. I've never <laughs> had like a significant injury. And like, I understand the knee and what, how it's put together. And like, I don't want that to be snapped. Yeah. No, thanks brother. Right. That's, that's your knee right there. And then there's, there's two ligaments on the inside like that, that tether them and hold them together. And then you got stabilizers on the outside. I'm not interested in any of that tearing. Oh, Sue Ann's got a toasty yeah, one. Hi, Sue Ann. It's good. One of our favorite draft dudettes. Take Jalen Hurts will get a start this season. I want to. I want to know what team Sue Ann likes. Let us know what your favorite team is. Um, I think he will. I think he will get a start really? this season. Yeah. Is it because of Carson Wentz's durability issues? Yes, that's exactly why. I think okay. he'll miss that's a game. Fair. He's that's getting fair. sacked and hit like crazy. I think now, Hurst, imagine, now imagine if the Eagles win that game. Oh, yeah, madness. Complete Eagles madness. Eagles fans already don't know what to do with themselves about Carson. I will say this about Eagles fans is they don't um they don't sugarcoat it, right? They're they're fully aware of issues with their football team. They don't try to like make excuses or make it better than it is. I respect the Eagles fans for their willingness to like fully embrace the reality of the situation. Sometimes to like an overreacting piece of it, but they don't try to sugarcoat it and lie to you about what's real. Sue Ann says, my favorite team are well-run ones. It's a, a great answer. Well, and never, not, not a, you'll never get emotional yeah. watching your team play. Go watch or go listen to Locked On Dolphins if you want to hear what it's like listening to an emotional football fan. I don't, even, I don't even know how to talk to you right now. Like as a friend, yeah, coming off of that game, like I don't even know what to say. It's been weird, you know. So I respect you didn't text me back. It's because you didn't text me. Is that what it's about? No, I had my reasoning for that. I saw your no. I would. I'm not a liar. I so you you couldn't have found another excuse to text me about anything else throughout the rest of the day. I didn't know what to say, and I felt bad that I didn't text you back. And I read the text, and I felt like anything I said at that point, given the timing that I read your text, it would have come across. Like I was being an ass, and I didn't want that. Grayson, Bills and Colts are probably the two best run teams. What happened to Baltimore? Oh, man. What happened to New England? Why does New England get put in this? Because they're looking like they're going to be extremely competitive, and they've won six Super Bowls over the last 20 years, and the same person who's in charge of all of those is still in charge of the organization, and they have arguably one of the best owners in football. Mixed that in with all life. kinds of shady stuff that's cost them like penalties, and nobody <laughs> looks at that roster and like overly respects it. Come on, like we know Belichick's not a good GM. You know what? I made the mistake of looking at that roster and not really respecting it, and then my team got its head punched in and lost by ten. I'm, I'm not willing to buy in on the Patriots and is one of the best run teams in the NFL. How can you say that? Look at their draft history. Look at their wins and losses. That's, but no, no, you play the games to not draft players. You play yeah. the games to win them. Wins they lucked, into, the last they lucked they into Tom Brady 20 years ago. They're lucky. The Mo Lewis killed Drew Bledsoe and the stage was open for Tom Brady to do his thing. 
Tell me the last time the New England Patriots won less than 10 football games in a season. Can't. 1998. I, I, I think, it, I think it's 2003. Okay. Well, you got to do like it the right way. way there was like a three-way tie in the AFC East that year at nine and seven. I think it was 02 or 03. 10 wins at least every single year since. You can't possibly say they're not a well-run organization. Got to do it the right way. Constantly getting fined and losing draft picks for shady stuff, man. I think there was something up here that was a fun. And I've been a big time respecter of Tom Brady and what the Patriots have gotten done. You know that. Yeah. But when we say well, like best run teams, I can't, man. Uh, see, Grayson, uh Grayson says Bills and Colts have more caps flexibility, but Ravens have a better roster. Well, it's because the Ravens are in a different part of their life cycle. Right. Yeah, they hit the ground running for sure, man. Yes. Now they both they got, have quarterbacks on rookie deals. The Ravens got to hit the reset button with like their coaching staff in place and some pieces right. carrying over. Like that's you don't get to do that very often. And how about Ozzie Newsom's like parting gift before he retired and handed it over to Dave Podesta? Right. His draft class has Lamar at 32 and Mark Andrews in it. Right. The vision was there. Now it's just keep doing, keep adding. Oh, here you go from Luke. We're getting we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. Luke says, "Take Jerry Judy will lead all rookie wide receivers in yards with Sutton out." Yeah, I mean, who's gonna? Henry Ruggs will get his production, right? CD Lamb. CD Lamb had a hundred yards last week. CD Lamb's got like. 175 yards or something like that through two games. So here's why I'm out on this. Drew Locke's going to miss like the next however many games. Dref Driscoll's their quarterback, right? It's like two to two to six weeks, which is a weirdly large strike zone. Give me CD with Dak. Anything else? I feel like Patriots fans are going to be pissed at me for what I just said, but I can live with it. It's okay. Can we appreciate we have a take from a Jason Taylor in the chat with a Dolphins comment? Is it the real? No, put that up there. I want to talk about Mike <laughs> a second. That dude's a freaking pain in the ass, man. Jason it was funny. Taylor. It, you and I talked Mike Gusecki a lot this summer, and it was me talking about how good he was, and you were, like, cautioning me. Guy goes out eight for 130 in a tutty yesterday, like, just beasting guys at the catch point. Against bunch of backup linebackers see there it is how do i like gaseki more than you i don't not like mike and he's annoying he like celebrates after he catches passes and he's like all like gronk like super annoying player to oh, no. mike's weird though because like goofball. no i just meant like his, his play style he's not he's linear you know from a linear perspective he's very explosive but I don't think he's like very fluid. I don't think he's very agile. He's just he he's very explosive on shallow angles, and he's got an incredible catch radius. And credit where credit's due, Fitzpatrick in Miami fed him in week two, which they should have. And he's starting to really come on as a receiver and getting receiving production. Um, 
but Devontae Parker was also not at 100%, and Preston Williams has not really shown up for the Dolphins, so like somebody's got to get the ball. So you go to where the opposing team was weakest in week two, and that's why Mike Gusecki got eight catches for 130 yards. Gusecki's not a top-five tight end in the league, but he's a good player. I would agree with that. I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah, top five's too rich. I mean, you got Andrews, Kittle, uh, Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, if you still want to qualify him despite his lack of run-after-catch production. Hot take, I think Dallas Goddard's a better tight end in the year 2020 than Zach Ertz. It's more dynamic. Um, How about, um, what's his name for the Rams, too? Oh Higby, yeah, he's a good player. Higby, he had he had like three three touchdowns this past week. He's a good player. He's really coming on strong as well. So he's Pikaseki's probably in the top ten. I think he leads the NFL in receiving yards right now for tight ends. He's got 160 yards. I can tell you as as a a fan of a team that has to play Gasecki, he he worries me, and I think that's the best compliment I can give him. Okay, I'll take it. You guys are going to have to take it from us. We are done. Monday Night Football getting ready to kick off. Saints Raiders. If you're listening to this after the fact on the podcast, Mondays and Thursdays, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We go live on YouTube. Get a chance to interact with you guys. We always have a lot of fun doing it. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Takes on Takes. Make sure you come back and see us again next time.